Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So, uh, thank you, presiding, for starting off this teaching with me. And I'm sure you are going to also do it, and other people are going to. So, without wasting time, um, I want us to go to 1 Corinthians. If you look at the monthly planner, uh, something that is that's the top. It's the newness of God, and I think Pastor also used it last week. First, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse seventeen. Therefore, if 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 you don't mind, can you read with me? So I know you may have a different version, but let's go with my NIV version. Therefore, no, no, no. You are reading after me, so say after me, please. Hallelujah. Poseidon said it's, it's teaching, right? So we are preaching together. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Verse 18. All this is from God. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. All right. So all that it is is that if anyone, so there are two, um, about maybe more, but I've counted already two or maybe three key phrases or key words in here. And the first one is, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, everybody say, in Christ. Hallelujah. I know Poseidon likes that, and I'm going to borrow that because I love it too. In Christ. Everybody say, in Christ. If anyone is in Christ. So that's the key phrase there. And then the other one is, the new creation has come. Hallelujah. Who has a different version? I think I, I also learned another version. Anybody has a different version? If anyone is in Christ, any, any, any other version that is different? The new creation has come. There is something else. Some scriptures say something else. Uh-huh. Amen. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Hallelujah. He is a new creation. The new creation has come. Also means he is or she is a new person, a new creation. So this morning we are going to talk about the character of the new man. Tell me about the character of the new man. Hallelujah. I don't feel you. Hallelujah. The character of the new man. We are in Sunday school. Hallelujah. So speak and preach with me. That's what we are going to talk about. But I just wanted you to take note of the fact that that new man or that newness come after you are in Christ. If anyone is in Christ. So without being in Christ, 
there is no new man. It's safe to say that, right? If you are not in Christ, there is no new creation. The only way one becomes anew is when they become in Christ. Hallelujah. When you have come in Christ. Now, being in Christ can mean a lot of things. It could be you haven't come among the, the fold of Christians. It can be like uh, Christ is a building and you are inside the building. Hallelujah. However you understand it, you have to be in Christ to see the new creation. Hallelujah. And there are several characters, several things that show or identify this, uh, uh, this uh, newness in Christ. Hallelujah. Several things that show when somebody is in Christ. One of them is the character that we are going to talk about. And this character, we are going to dwell on the character of goodness. Amen. And hopefully next week we'll have time to talk about other things that come as a result of being anew. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you uh, go to the dictionary definition of uh, new, my dictionary said that something that is not existing before, something that wasn't before, hallelujah, made or introduced or discovered recently, Hello? Something that has just been recently discovered. It was hidden from before. But now, it has been found. That is what is called new. Amen? Or something that is for the first time. Something that has happened for the first time. Hallelujah. Amen. New. So, examples could be new crop varieties. New... um, New tendencies of doing fascinating things. Something that hasn't happened. Something that catches the attention of people because it's never happened before. Hello? That is what we mean by new. Amen. And today we're talking about the character of you who are new. Now, if Christ says that because you are in Christ, you are new, it means that you are changed. And as a matter of fact, the scripture, the same scripture that we read, says that the old is gone. That is why you are new. If the old is still there, then you don't really mean newness. Hello? Does that make sense? If you are in Christ, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17, you have been made new. Hello? And then the scripture says that the new has come and the old is gone. And so for anything, according to our dictionary, to be called new, it must be something that has not happened before, something that is, that, that is unique, something that, that, that is just recent, something that has just been shown. So if you are in Christ, it means that the old must be what? Gone. Hallelujah. That is what the character of the new man is. He is new. Everything is fresh. Everybody say fresh. Ah, Hallelujah. Amen. Fresh. Those of you who garden and not beside is a good farmer. When you pluck, when, 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 when your veggies have grown and you, are, and, and you go and your tomatoes are ripe and you take it, it is new. There has been no other tomato like that tomato. You just plucked it. Hallelujah. And today God has made you new. There is none like unto you because you are in Christ. Hallelujah. So that's the character of the new man. Now, the character of the new man, one, as I said, the first one is goodness. You are good. Hello? Everyone here, you are good. And you are good because God has made you 
good. Your newness comes with goodness. Now, I struggled a little bit when I was looking through this because after I thought I have built up onto a point, then God showed me another scripture which was completely an antidote to what I have already learned. Hallelujah. But then after that, he also showed me a scripture to explain what he was uh, saying. So we'll go through that. Now, being in Christ, as we said, is restoration. So if we say that you are new, you have been restored from when you were made like Adam without sin, right? That, that was the newness that we were. That is when we had no sin. And when you have become in Christ, you have been restored. We say PRWC is a church of what? Restoration. You have, been, you have been bloomed as a fresh flower that has never been seen again. You have been restored in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's read something from Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 to 2. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Again, for those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. For those who are in Christ. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit gives life. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free. The law of the Spirit of life. Hmm. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. So you are new. No condemnation. No judgment. Nothing in your past to call your name. You, have not, you cannot be called by the same name you were called before you became in Christ. That is why you should not allow somebody to tell you you did this, you did this, you did this when you were not a Christian and you think that all of a sudden everything is gone and now you are, you are this audacious person. Yes, tell them yes. Why? Because according to scripture, all the sins of the past have been wiped away because you are in Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse 2 and 3, this is the church of God in Corinth to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Hallelujah. He said, you have been sanctified. That was a key word I was also looking for. You have been sanctified, as we learned on our Bible study last um, Tuesday. You have been sanctified and continuously also being sanctified. Hallelujah. Amen. All in Christ. In Christ. He said, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus. In Christ. Being in Christ means you have been sanctified. Hallelujah. And verse 3. Well, we can skip that onto Romans chapter number 3, verse 21 to 22. So, but now apart from the law, the spirit... No, now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Christ again. It's given through faith in Christ. In Christ. To all who believe. Thus, there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 
So up until this point, we have learned that in Christ, we are sanctified, if you were not paying attention. In, in Christ, we have been made new. All the condemnations have been gone. I mean, everything that seemed to have been points and you know, pillars of condemnation on us have been removed. We have been sanctified and continuously being sanctified. And then also, in Christ Jesus, we are made righteous. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we're, now we are going to the main gist of uh, the teaching today. What is the difference between the righteousness that God has given in Christ and goodness, which is a character of a new man? That is where we're going. We're, going, we're talking about the character of, the good, uh, of a new man, and the new man is good. Now, Scripture is saying, according to Romans 3, that we read, 21 to 22, that we have been made righteous in Christ, after we believed, right? So we know we are righteous. Hallelujah. Now, what about good? Is righteousness the same as goodness? I, I, I see somebody saying no. Yes, I agree. Anybody else thinks you're the same? You can justify your points. This presiding say is teaching, it's not preaching, so he made it easy for me. When, when it baffles my mind, I can throw it to you. So that, Help me. Hallelujah. Is there a difference between goodness and righteousness? Yes. Okay, who said yes? Yes. Do you want to add something to it? Yes. <laughs> no, if you, if you don't, I mean, it's okay to agree, but if you have a point to add, even better. Thank you. Now, I, is your father a pastor? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It runs in the blood, right? God bless you, brother. Amen. Yes, anybody else? Yes, brother. Yeah, I see uh, righteousness is within. Mm -hmm. Just making sure you do everything right. But goodness is actually always part of it. Hmm. Another good one. God bless you. Anybody else? Yes. For me, I feel like you can do a good thing for somebody, but that may not necessarily be the right thing for them. Um, for instance, um, I don't know, enabling somebody for something. You're being good to the person, but at the end of the day, that's not really the right thing that you're supposed to be doing for that person. Wow. Wow, deep, 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 deep things. Hallelujah. Any, any additional things? Wow, this is deep. Next time, Prasadim calls me to lead, I'll tap some people <laughs> and call them, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. What do you think? <laughs> wow, those are deep, deep, deep things. All three ideas. Hallelujah. Any, any more? Good. So there's a difference between goodness and righteousness or being good and being righteous. Hallelujah. Now, so as far as I can tell, Scripture says, 
as we all read in Romans chapter number 3, verse 21 to 22, that as for righteousness, the Bible says that when you believe in Christ, when you are in Christ, through faith, by believing and being in Christ, you have been made righteous. Hello? Hello? So we all agree that everybody who is a believer is a righteous person. Hello? Do, do we all agree? Good. I agree too. Amen. But then, righteousness carries a connotation of the law. Righteousness carries something with the law. As a matter of fact, when Christ made us righteous, he did not say that uh, you are righteous because you are doing A, B, C. As a matter of fact, he said that what the law could not do, the Spirit of God has come to fulfill in us and made us righteous. So righteousness is something that was put on us by the law of God. God himself has made a law that as for this person, because he has accepted, he has accepted Jesus Christ as a Savior, he is righteous. Hallelujah. Amen. So righteousness has an element of law in it. And that is why we also talk about justification, right? Justified. It's, it's a law. God himself comes and says, I've made you right. You are the righteousness of me. Hallelujah. So, wherever we are, wherever we are, whoever we are, as long as we are in Christ, we have been made righteous. Hallelujah. The goodness is not like that. Hello? And the difference between, there's one thing that was missing in the answers. There is difference between righteousness and goodness in its own understanding. We are talking about the source of where this comes from. Righteousness has come on you. Goodness doesn't come like that. As a matter of fact, let's read something in, um, where is that scripture? I hope I wrote it down. Mark chapter number 10, verse 18. Mark 10, 18. We probably should start from 17. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him. That's, I'm starting from verse 17. A man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, that's the man said. What must I do to inherit eternal life? And then this is the question that Jesus asked. This is what almost threw me off after I had gathered everything that God told me. Jesus said, why do you call me good? No one is good except God. Hello? This is what Jesus is saying. Is Jesus not good? Presiding. <laughs> you are a spiritual leader. <laughs> Who can say Jesus is not good? But Jesus is saying that no one is good except God. There was a reason for saying that. So goodness in itself doesn't come by God putting it on you. As for goodness, you have to learn it. That's what I'm going to. Hallelujah. Goodness is a learned trait that has to be done by the new man. So you can be righteous, but not good. And as our brother said, you can be good, but not righteous. If you are in the world and you are doing good things, you are good. Oh, you are a good man. But trust me, you are going to hell because that goodness doesn't save you. Hello? <laughs> I like that comment. It is a Jesus. <laughs> yes, if you are in the world and you are doing all the good things, 
visiting the, the orphans, you know, giving to the poor, you know, even putting yourself down for people to walk over you. You have no Christ. You are not in Christ. That is why we hate that police. You are not in Christ. You are not righteous. You, are, you don't have the righteousness of God. You don't belong to heaven. Hello? So you can be good in the world. And similarly, you can be a Christian. You are righteous. God has justified you. You are heaven bound, but you are not a good person. Hello? Am I confusing you? Or is it clear? It is clear, right? So goodness is something that we people of God must learn. We have to relearn. When God made us, he made us good. But when the devil came, he took our goodness away. So now people can imagine some serious things. Can a human being stand on his ground, plan for months, buy guns, wait until he turns 18? Wait until he turns 18 when he can buy guns. A human being thinking like that just because of hate, thinking and looking at, at other people as though they were the devil, planning, buying guns and storing and, and planning videos and everything and, and sticking out where he can hit the most. Evil intentions. The devil stole our goodness. The Bible says in Genesis chapter number one and verse four, they read the whole episode of Genesis and the creation. Whatever God made, he said it was good. Hello? He made the light and said, and then God said, and God saw the light and he said, it's good. And even those things, when God made them, he called them into existence. God said, let there be light and there was light. And God said, ah, the light is good. So how much more you human being, he took his time out of the clay, made and molded. And after that breath, his breath of life in you, you think you are not good? You were made good. But the element of the, the devil came in and stole goodness. That is why many people have lost the sense of goodness. So when we come in Christ, God justifies us and makes us righteous. So we are righteous by virtue of Christ, by virtue of our faith in Christ. And yet some of us still lack the goodness when, when we sort it out. Hello? And so we cannot be as good as people as God wants us to do. Hallelujah. But God made us good. God made us good. Hallelujah. So when Jesus, in the scripture we read, when Jesus said in Mark 18, there is no one good, he wasn't referring to the fact that God didn't make us good. He was referring to the fact that we have been, we have been our minds have been damaged. We have been I'm out of words. Hallelujah. We have been consumed with the wickedness of the, of the enemy. And that is why he said there is no one good. And yet, later on in Scripture, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4.4, 4, let's read that. This is where God calmed my heart. After Jesus said that, and I read it, I'm like, oh God. So, no one is good. The <laughs> Bible says that for everything God created is... For everything God created is good. Nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Now, we are talking about when people were rejecting food and saying that this food, this one is for these people, this one is unclean and stuff like that. Even animals, God is saying everything he made was good. So how much more you? So I will just end it at that first phrase. For everything God created is good. You are a good person, inherently good. You may not be doing the right things because you have learned it either from friends 
from influence of TV, from the way you were brought up, from the world surrounding you, from how you were taught in school, from how your mom and dad talked to you. You have also grown up and picked up certain things. So when you talk, everybody thinks that you are speaking God because you have learned them. But if you took you up to when you came from God, hallelujah, when you came from your mother's womb, before your mom could say, huh, baby, to give you the evil, you are good. Hallelujah. That is why God doesn't judge children. Because God knows that they don't know anything. I mean, we, we are going to teach them what they should be. The stuff around them, the TV they watch, the movies they watch, the way we talk to them, the friends they have in school, the people surrounding them in school, the friends, those people will make you good or bad. So those things shape our, our attitude and, and, and our lives and make us whether we are good or not. But God requires of you the new creation, to relearn goodness. Oh, you didn't hear that. Amen. To relearn to be good. Hallelujah. Because in Christ, everything God created is good. So yes, you are righteous, but are you good? Are you filled with goodness? Are you filled with goodness? Some of us, we know all the things that make us righteous, and we have actually made a specific calculation to make sure that we are righteous. I've accepted the Lord as my personal savior. You know, I'm trying to do the things that I have to do. I will go to church. And that is the end of, oh wait, there's no goodness. You have no compassion. Hallelujah. You have no mercy. <laughs> Hallelujah. If somebody should do something and it comes your way, the way you would treat them, as if you, you live in heaven, that person lives in hell. No goodness. No goodness. That is why Christ said that there's, there's no one good. The devil has taken all your minds. Hallelujah. But you are good this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So the character of the new man is to be good. Hallelujah. Let's read from Romans chapter number 12, verse 9 down. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Now, this episode wasn't being written to unbelievers. There was a church in Rome, right? The Roman church, right? And Paul was writing to them to tell Christians what they should do. So if they are telling Christians what they should do, Christians who are already righteous, then it means that you could be righteous and not be good. So we are going to learn some of the specific things that were mentioned here and apply them to our lives. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Hello? A righteous man. Do you honor somebody above yourself? We are all puffed up. It's about me. If it's not me, I, I'm, I'm, I try not... To, to go there. But sometimes, you know, I'll have an argument with my wife. Oh, you think we never have argument? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And then she'll make a, a statement. Honey, I'm not putting you on the spot. Oh, she's not here. <laughs> Hallelujah. She'll make a statement like, you are acting like everything is about you. And I'm like, oh my goodness, about me? It shouldn't be about me. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is how some of us, our lives are. 
if it is um, anything in the home, if it is fitting you, then that is what must be done. The Bible is saying that devote one another, is that what? Honor one another above yourselves. Have you ever considered, you know, honoring your partner above your own needs? Have you thought about honoring your children above your own needs? Making a little bit of sacrifice, that is being good. So you, could not, you may not be doing those things, and yet you are righteous, oh, but there's no goodness. So people don't like to come around you, even though you are a righteous person. You are a Christian, all right? Nobody loves to be in your presence because there's nothing good they can get from you. Hello? So I'm not one above yourself, especially if you are couples and you can't do that. It is serious. Hallelujah. It is not easy to give of yourself. You know, before you marry, you stand in the mirror, you make up, you do this, you do everything. You can, sometimes you can take an hour. Nobody cares why, because it's just about you. But the moment a man comes in your life, hallelujah, you stand in the makeup, you are taking too long, the man, the man is worried, and you are still doing that. It's still about you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's sad, right? Cut, cut the time off. Oh, what, what, what else does... Do, what, what should I do to make the man also feel like a man? Maybe I should cut off some of these things. It's, it shouldn't be only about you all the time. If it is like that, then you are not a good person. You may be righteous, don't get me wrong, but goodness is lacking. Hallelujah. So any examples you can think of, hallelujah. Verse 11, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Hallelujah. A believer, a righteous person, God is telling you that in order to be good, don't lack in zeal. Don't let your zeal in the Lord diminish. Some of us became righteous. The moment we got born again, we know we are saved. You know, so if once a month we go to church, it's fine. After all, I'm still a Christian. Once a month, you know, I still go and I mingle. Hallelujah. Once a month. Maybe every three months. You know, when, there's, when, when college is in session, at least everybody knows that we are in college. You know, uh, we are there to study, not church. So I'll take my time. You know, when we go home, we can study. Four months, no church. The Bible is saying that a good man must never be lacking in the things of God. The zeal for the Lord. Hallelujah. Keep up your spirit, your spiritual fervor. Keep up your spiritual what? Fervor. Your spiritual fire in the Lord must be what? Get up. It must be kept up. Hallelujah. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction. Faithful in prayer. Good. Verse 13. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Good. So you can be righteous and not be doing all these things. Hallelujah. Some of us, if perchance you go to New York City, driving down the street, you see somebody in red, gold, green. You know, they may not be wearing red, gold, green, but maybe they are wearing some uh, lace. You can tell this is your home man or home woman. Hallelujah. And you can tell they are struggling. You will just drive by, just like the, the priest who was in a hurry to go and preach. Uh, and preach. You will drive by and say that, ah, I'm in a hurry. I got to go here. There is traffic here. I can't even stop and talk to this person. This person is begging me for money. I can tell he or she is a Ghanaian, but because of the traffic, I can't even stop. Let me just go. Somebody else will help him. Goodness. Goodness. 
The Bible is saying that practice what? Share, verse 13. Share with the Lord's people. Oh, that's even here in church. Who are in need and then practice hospitality. Goodness. You are righteous. Which one of these have you ever done? Is your home open to strangers? Some of us, we don't need to go and preach. Open your arms. Open your home. And let people come in. They will see your deeds and then come to the Lord. That is your message. Hallelujah. And we don't have that message and we don't preach either. So there is nothing good coming out of us. Righteous and stale. No zeal. No goodness. No hospitality. Hallelujah. God forbid. Amen. So add to your righteousness a new man, a new man, goodness. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. When, when there is emphasis on scripture like that, you have to be serious about it. The Bible says that bless those who persecute you. A good man, a good Christian, or a person who is already righteous. The Bible says that bless those who persecute you. That is when you can say, that's for me, I'm good, oh. If I wasn't good, this supervisor, when I found a small thing, I would have done this, and that would be the end. I was working one time, and uh, some years ago, and the person, you know, these people, when they come around, they want to be bossy, you know, show off and stuff, and they made a huge mistake one time, and I found the mistake. Now, if I were somebody who did not know scripture, that would have been, hey, this is my time. <laughs> you think you are the smartest. Now I got you. You know, I could have blown it up and made a big deal out of it because I felt being persecuted, right? But no, that is not what scripture tells me. Scripture says that bless those who even what? Persecute you. That is being good. To your righteousness, add goodness, sister. Add goodness. Hallelujah. Bless those who persecute you. And then he says that bless and do not curse. It is one of the most divine instructions. How can you not just let them go, keke, but bless them and then don't also curse them. We have believers going to church and their prayer is, I curse this, I curse this, I curse everything, let's do this, I curse everything. If you are not cursing demons, you are not being good. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can understand if your prayer, you are cursing demons and you are cursing spirits. Those ones, as for those, those they are wicked. So if you are, you are wicked on them, I think even Christ understands. <laughs> Hello? But if it's people, you have imagined somebody who is your enemy and you curse them and you curse them, you are not being a Christian. Actually, you are still a Christian because by the righteousness, right? But you are not a good one. You, have, you lack goodness. And goodness, remember, must be learned. Because our, our abode on earth along with the demons and the devils around us has corrupted our practices. But we can, relearn, we can relearn goodness. So do not curse those who curse you. Do not curse those who persecute you. The person who hates you the most, do not curse them. As a matter of fact, Scripture says we should even bless them. Bless them. It is hard though. <laughs> I'm not talking from experience. I'm also learning. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but if you know somebody who hates you, I know some people who hate me. If you know somebody who hates you, hallelujah, amen, and the Bible says that bless them, then you know what I'm saying. It's not easy. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not easy. 
But still, that's what scripture is saying. Bless those who curse you. That is when you are a good person. That is, you can never be good and you can call yourself a good person when you cannot do those things. This is a learned trait of a people who are good. Good. When we say God is good, that is why God could love us. Because look at how, how wretched we are. I, I, you, you consider yourself, as for me, I consider myself all the sins of the past. And he still could call me, he loves me, calls my name. One time I was in a uh, prayer session, I don't know if I mentioned it here before, I'd never been talked to that, this person who was preaching, and God gave them my name. There were two people with the same name. And he said the, the name, so both of us were sitting down. Well, okay, as for this name, maybe it's come on. Everybody knows there's two of us. And then he specified my first name and said something that I couldn't resist. Now, if this God has loved me so much, in spite of all those sins of the past, then who am I to say that I care somebody because they hate me? Hello? Are you, are you getting the point? So be good. This God that we have, he is good. He is good. In fact, he is so good that when he knew that we cannot make it on our own strength, with our own righteousness, he gave us his own righteousness. Look at how good he is. Just to make us be able to come to him. He said that you, you can't make it by the law. So by faith, I'm going to make you righteous. That is how good God is. If he was going to deal with us according to how, you know, why him say, in the Miss you say, what to trade about? You said this, okay, this is what I'm going to do. If he was going to do that to us, none of us would be able to do anything. We could not make it to heaven. Hallelujah. And that is what he is asking us to do. That's why he's saying here that to Roman church, Christians, that bless those who persecute you. If somebody doesn't like you, don't hate them back. If for any reason there's a misunderstanding, don't respond in kind. As a matter of fact, he also said it in a different way. Let's jump on to verse number 17, and I will be bringing the message to a close. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Verse 17. He said, be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Some of us, we... Ah, my goodness. Do you see what he's saying about goodness? He, he's saying that do not repay. So if somebody does something wrong, do not do the same thing back. Hello? That is repayment, right? Do not do the same thing back to them. Hallelujah. If somebody does something evil, something bad to you as a believer, as a righteous man, who wants to be good, do not reciprocate the same thing and say that, hey, me too, I want to show him that this thing that he did, if you didn't know that he hurt me, let him also feel it and see. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what scripture says. Do not do that. And be good. Hallelujah. And then he did not end it there. Be careful to do what is right in everyone's eye. We have the saying that, as for me, I'm going to do the right thing. I don't care what people say. The moment you say you don't care people say, it means that you are not a good person. God forbid. Hallelujah. I, I know most of us have said, I used to say it too. But from today, I change. I'm going to care about what people say about me. Hello? Because in the, in the mouths of many witnesses shall every word be what? Established. So if everybody around me here said that as for thing, he talks too much. It means that in heaven, God knows that I talk too much. Because you are here and you are seeing me talking too much. 
How can you say that God is in something else? Hello? So don't say that. I don't care what people say. Care about what people say. If people think your lifestyle is wrong, they are giving you the vibes. Change. Because that means that you are actually telling God the same thing. The same people who are observing here is the same as God also observing down, from down, I mean from heaven. Hallelujah. And that is why scripture is saying that. Don't say that. I don't care. I don't care whatever people say. When that thing comes, it's a sign of pride. And pride leads to a fall. When people say, I don't care, they are lacking goodness. And people also go into fall by thinking that, as for me, what I do is right. I don't care what people say. So be good. Tell your neighbor, be good. I know you are righteous. Tell them, neighbor, I know you are righteous by faith. But it's lacking something. Oh, come on, keep saying, but you are lacking something. Learn to be good. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Learn to be good. Because in the multitude of many witnesses, every word shall be established. Now, if you go to verse number 15, it says to empathize. When some people are going through serious times, you go through with them. When they are enjoying life, enjoy with them. That, that is a fellowship of, you know, believers. That is how we all become good. So these are practical things that scripture has mentioned here that makes us know that it is good to be good because the God who made us is a good God. Oh, there's a song. I wish I knew how to say, God is good. We sing a shawty, God is good. We celebrate, God is good. No more without it, God is good. I know it's true. Right? Hallelujah. And if God is good and I'm good, uh, hallelujah. Now, when, we, when I say God is good, you say all the time. Second time, when I say God is good, you say all the time. The third time, when I say God is good, tell yourself he makes me good. Hallelujah. Let's go. God is good. God is good. God is good. He makes me good. Hallelujah. Be on your feet. Talk to God right now. Be on your feet as we pray. We thank God. Thank God for his word. Thank God for making his word plain unto you. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Give him praise. Thank God. We bless your name, O God. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you are good. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Ramasakataya. Rebebesiamakoto. Bozonderebo. Kemasakatabe. Randerebo. Bosiakabe. Ramakababasanderebokia. Rabababasanderebo. In Jesus' name. We magnify your name. We give you glory. 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 We thank you. 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 
We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you are a good God. We thank you that you are making us good. We thank you that you are a good God. We thank you you are making us good. In the name of Jesus Christ. 